The Phoenix Theater and Arts Company's audio drama series presents Christmas Tales and Stories, curated and directed by Gina Stanton. For past episodes, upcoming events, and other information, make sure to visit our website at phoenixtheaterartsco.com. That's theater with an R-E. Without further ado, we give you Christmas Tales and Stories. Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Dear Editor, I am eight years old. Some of my little friends say there is no Santa Claus. Papa says, if you see it in the sun, it's so. Please tell me the truth. Is there a Santa Claus? Virginia O'Hanlon. Virginia, your little friends are wrong. They have been affected by the skepticism of a skeptical age. They do not believe except they see. They think that nothing can be which is not comprehensible by their little minds. All minds, Virginia, whether they be men's or children's, are little. In this great universe of ours, man is a mere insect, an ant in his intellect, as compared with the boundless world about him, as measured by the intelligence capable of grasping the whole of truth and knowledge. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. He exists as certainly as love and generosity and devotion exist. And you know that they abound and give to your life its highest beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary would be the world if there were no Santa Claus. It would be as dreary as if there were no Virginias. There would be no childlike faith then, no poetry, no romance to make tolerable this existence. We should have no enjoyment except in sense and sight. The eternal light with which childhood fills the world would be extinguished. Not believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> you might as well not believe in fairies. You might get your papa to hire men to watch in all the chimneys on Christmas Eve to catch Santa Claus. But even if you did not see Santa Claus coming down, what would that prove? Nobody sees Santa Claus, but that is no sign that there is no Santa Claus. The most real things in the world are those that neither children nor men can see. Did you ever see fairies dancing on the lawn? Of course not. But that's no proof that they are not there. Nobody can conceive or imagine all the wonders there are, unseen and unseeable in the world. You tear apart the baby's rattle and see what makes the noise inside. But there is a veil covering the unseen world which not the strongest man nor even the united strength of all the strongest men that ever lived could tear apart. Only faith, poetry, love, romance can push aside that curtain and view and picture the supernal beauty and glory beyond. Is it all real? Ah... Uh, 
Virginia, in all this world, there is nothing else real and abiding. No Santa Claus. Thank God he lives and lives forever. A thousand years from now, Virginia. Nay, ten times, ten thousand years from now, he will continue to make glad the heart of childhood. Sincerely, Francis B. Church, editor of the New York Sun. Christmas Greetings by Lewis Carroll Lady dear, if fairies may for a moment lay aside cunning tricks and elfish play, tis at happy Christmas tide. We have heard the children say, gentle children whom we love, long ago on Christmas Day came a message from above. Still, as Christmas tide comes round, they remember it again. Echo still the joyful sound, peace on earth, goodwill to men. Yet the hearts must childlike be, where such heavenly guests abide. Unto children in their glee all the year is Christmas tide. Thus, forgetting tricks and play, for a moment, lady dear, we would wish you, if we may, Merry Christmas, Glad New Year. A Letter from Santa Claus by Mark Twain from the Palace of St. Nicholas, in the moon, Christmas morning. My dear Susie Clements, I have received and read all the letters which you and your little sister have written me by the hand of your mother and your nurses. I have also read those which you little people have written me with your own hands. For although you did not use any characters that are in grown people's alphabet, you used the characters that all children in all lands on earth and in the twinkling stars use. And as all my subjects in the moon are children, and use no character but that, you will easily understand that I can read your and your baby sister's jagged and fantastic marks without any trouble at all. But I had trouble with those letters which you dictated through your mother and the nurses, for I am a foreigner and cannot read English writing well. You will find that I made no mistakes about the things which you and the baby ordered in your own letters. I went down your chimney at midnight when you were asleep and delivered them all myself and kiss both of you too, because you are good children, well-trained, nice-mannered, and just about the most obedient little people I ever saw. But in the letter which you dictated there were some words which I could not make out for certain, and one or two small orders which I could not fill because we <laughs> ran out of stock. Our last lot of kitchen furniture for dolls has just gone to a very poor little child in the North Star, away up in the cold country above the Big Dipper. Your mama can show you that star, and you will say, Little Snowflake, for that is the child's name. I'm glad you got that furniture, for you need it more than I. That is, you must write that with your own hand, and Snowflake will write you an answer. If you only spoke it, she wouldn't hear you. <laughs> Make your letter light and thin, for the distance is great, and the postage very heavy. There was a word or two in your mama's letter which I couldn't be certain of. I took it to be a... Uh, Trunk full of dolls, clothes, is that it? I will call at your kitchen door about nine o'clock this morning to inquire. But I must not see anybody, and I must not speak to anybody but you. When the kitchen doorbell rings, George must be blindfolded and sent to open the door. Then he must go back to the dining room or the china closet and take the cook with him. 
You must tell George he must walk on tiptoe and not speak, otherwise he will die someday. Then you must go up to the nursery and stand on a chair or on the nurse's bed and put your ear up to the speaking tube that leads down to the kitchen, and when I whistle through it, you must speak in the tube and say, Welcome, Santa Claus. Then I will ask you whether it was a trunk you ordered or not. If you say it was, I shall ask you what color you want the trunk to be. Your mama will help you name a nice color, and then you must tell me every single thing in detail which you want the trunk to contain. Then when I say goodbye and a Merry Christmas to my little Susie Clemens, you must say goodbye, good old Santa Claus. I thank you very much, and please tell that little snowflake I will look at her star tonight, and she must look down here. I'll be right in the West Bay window. Every fine night, I will look at her star and say, I know somebody up there and like her, too. Then you must go down into the library and make George close all the doors that open into the main hall. And everybody must keep still for a little while. I will go to the moon and get those things, and in a few minutes, I will come down the chimney that belongs to the fireplace that is in the hall, if it is a trunk you want. Because I couldn't get such a thing as a trunk down the nursery chimney, you know. People may talk if they won't until they hear my footsteps in the hall. Then you tell them to keep quiet a little while till I go back up the chimney. Maybe you will not hear my footsteps at all. So you may go now and then and peep through the dining room doors, and by and by you will see that thing which you want right under the piano in the drawing room, for I shall put it there. If I should leave any snow in the hall, you must tell George to sweep it into the fireplace, for I haven't time to do such things. George must not use a broom, but a rag, else he will die someday. You must watch George and not let him run into danger. If my boot should leave a stain on the marble, George must not wholly stone it away. Leave it there, always, in memory of my visit. And whenever you look at it or show it to anybody, you must let it remind you to be a good little girl. Whenever you are naughty and somebody points to that mark which your good old Santa Claus's boot made in the marble, what will you say, little sweetheart? Goodbye for a few minutes till I come down to the world and ring the kitchen doorbell from your loving Santa Claus, whom people sometimes call the Man in the Moon. Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. And there were, in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Please enjoy this live rendition of P-Tac's Candy Cane Carolers performing Jingle Bells, recorded at Museum Village. Dashing through the snow in a white horse open sleigh, o'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Ha ha ha! Bells on bobtails ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is 
to ride and sing a sliding song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. here at the Phoenix Theatre and Arts Company. We'd like to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all of your support this year and for being a part of our PTAC family. We wish you and yours a very happy holiday season and a happy and healthy new year. PTAC's audio drama series is a production by the Phoenix Theatre and Arts Company. This week's episode, Christmas Tales and Stories, was curated, directed, and edited by Gina Stanton. This episode features the vocal talents of Devin Traeger, Emma Burke-Kovitz, Mike Stanton, Jenna Isabella, and Gina Stanton, with a live recording of Jingle Bells by our Candy Cane Carolers. Original P-Tech music by Brian Sanishin. For a full listing of credits, visit us at phoenixtheaterartsco.com. That's theater with an R-E. While you're there, please consider clicking the donate link. That would be delightful. Have comments or questions? Email us at phoenixtheaterartsco at gmail.com or find us on social media. A very special thank you to our Patreon subscribers with a shout out to those sitting in the box seats, Ken Shelby and Diane Stanton. We couldn't do this without you. Join us in the new year for more fun and exciting episodes of the audio drama series.